Eric Girl. Hi, everybody. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Jacob. Hey! And this is Dead Time Stories. A weekly podcast where Sarah and I get together to talk about ghost stories, true crime, mysteries, cults, conspiracies, the supernatural, paranormal, or even just the generally weird, eerie, spooky, strange stuff that we want to talk about that week. Why is that, Sarah? That's because it's our show, and it's not yours. But you may have noticed a third voice at the top of the show there. Hey there, Jacob. Hey. Hi. How's everybody doing? Oh, my God. So exciting. Yes. So if you're new to the show, stop. Stop. Go, Go back, back to the beginning. Start from the beginning. You have to. But, right, you would know if you were not new to the show that there are normally just two of us here. And if you're still listening, stop. I said stop. God damn it. Go start at the beginning. Um, probably the the one of the hairstylists at my nail studio is going to hear us berating her like this because I told her to listen to our podcast. Oh, well, then she's going to listen to And she's going to start and we're like, hey, stop. And we mean it. Yeah. Grumble through to my mouth a little bit. Scroll back. But today we have a guest, and it is a, a longtime listener who we have been very chummy with. Jacob, tell the people about yourself. Hi, I'm Jacob. I am a nearing 30 illustrator and mostly personal care assistant. Um, yeah, love the show. I've been listening for a while. I think I got turned on to you guys from Southern Spirits. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was going to be my question for you. Is I'm like, found us. for our listeners, Jacob's been around since, honestly, I feel like, like it's been day early. one. Yeah, like pretty early yeah, in the show. Yeah, I think you guys had like mm, four episodes out. So that's day one because we released, we released three the first episodes three all together at once. to be like, yeah. see, to drum up some. So you literally jumped on in our second week of being live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Oh, my God. So Jacob privileged. started at the beginning. Yeah, see, and? he knows. He started from the beginning, and now he's here. And we're very, very they've, excited to have they've you. They've been talking hey. about this number one spot. I've already been in it. I'm sorry. I, I don't make the rules. I've just been here. Did sorry. you hear that, Christina? Yeah. Mm. You're also, are you our first international guest? No, Brenda. No. no. Oh. <laughs> we no, had I Brenda. have a Canadian citizenship. I'm from America. <laughs> Do you live in Canada? No, uh, the way it works is my tribe. So when you're from a tribe, you get a band card, which says I am from da 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 band, which means like band of people. And so I'm from the Mi'kmaq tribe, which is in Canada, but they also expand. Well, they also have territory in northern Maine, thereabouts. So, yeah, I can go between the borders. You, you have kind all of kinds of citizenship. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, it's cold comfort, but, you know, it's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Only had to go comfort. through like 500 years of genocide to, you know, be able to tr- travel between borders that didn't exist. But, you know. <laughs> and we'll talk about a lot of that today. We'll get into that. What in a segue, a Jake. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who's like, you know what we're going to talk about? Genocide. Genocide <laughs> of my people. Here we go. Here's who they are. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Should we dive in? Or? That's what I was, I was like. That seems like, a good, like a good right. I was like, good segue. Let's get into it. What are you telling the people about today, Jacob? Well, uh, I am sure that many of our listen- uh, dear listeners have um, heard on the news about all of these uh, bodies that keep turning up from these residential schools. Or, and, and we're like, who's dropping off these bodies? Why right? do they keep showing up? How did they get here? Do they, they know things? Like, where Let's they, find out. Where did they get these piles of bodies? Uh, well, I'm not, as, not a fun fact, but we're about fact. to find out. Nope. Well, as with many uh, piles of bodies, you can blame the Roman Catholic Church. But, uh, <laughs> That's, we'll that, that, that is legitimate. You can blame the Roman Catholic Church for lots and lots of various piles of bodies. That's so a very I, fair assessment. I, I suppose um, I'll sort of walk us through kind of like the primer history. Uh, approximately 55 million people died in the Americas between 1492 and around the 1700s from mostly disease, but also violence from Europeans. You know, so, you know, still Europeans, just smaller ones. Entire undiscovered civilizations fell without a whisper. Like, we only have 
the vague journals of conquistadors going through the Amazon for like cities the size of Manhattan that are just gone. Just decimated. Yeah. I mean, not even just because of the pillaging and raping, but like also just because people caught the cold. And like the cold is so transmissible. And all kinds of, yeah, like germs from the Europeans that they just did not have the immunity for because they had never been in contact with any of those germs. White men on their bullshit. Like on their bullshit. Like white men's bullshit getting onto other people and then killing them because they're not immune to white men's bullshit. Really, though. And like, of course, like the first European to like make huge waves of contact was like a serial rapist. But, you know. Of course. Who they named a bunch of shit after. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, we, it's just like, really? That's the guy we're rooting for here? I mean, I feel like other people were there first, but whatever. So that happened. Uh, and then around the 1700s, the uh, sort of white Europeans started showing up in what would become America and Canada. And that's what started like the 300 years of genocide that we typically refer to today, you know, stemming from like the founding of the nation, because that founding of the nation happened on top of other people's nations. For like a great example, a lot of people don't know uh, about King Philip's War, which was like a war in Massachusetts and like the Bay Colonies, where the tribes essentially kind of had enough of like being treated like shit by colonists who were kind of taking over their farmland and they went to war about it and it didn't end well. And a lot of natives either died or were enslaved. Uh, but I'm like getting, we're getting, we're getting very, closer. Yeah. We're so getting we're, closer to the timeline we're that we're working in. Weeds. Uh, and you know, then the more colloquial history we know of like manifest destiny. And it's just like, Ah, the government has given me this claim of land. Who are you? Um, (laughs) And then just that (laughs) for like a while. Like, it's so crazy. There was this one book, The Empire of the Summer Moon, that talked about, who was it? The, uh, The Comanche tribe, which were basically like the steppe tribes, but of America, just constantly stirring the pot because... Before the Spanish had showed up, there weren't any horses on the North American continent. They all went extinct for debatable reasons. We won't get into that. But, like, then this one tribe figured out horses when they just started suddenly showing up in, like, the Southwest. And then created an empire that just dominated, like, the middle of the country. And we were fighting them until the 1900s as a country. Like, there were holdouts until the 1900s. That's wild. But it just kind of goes to show you, like, how long but also recent this, you know, tragic history is. Because as, you know, the natives kept losing to a technologically superior opponent. And not not only that, they just had the numbers. I mean, Mm -hmm. the numbers are, it's tragic how few Native Americans there were, like, even when there were only a few colonists, like, in the East. I mean, I think if you rounded them all up, it would have been, like, six million people, like, when the Puritans showed up, kind of. Hmm. And, ah, sorry, I'm getting lost in the weeds. This is what attention deficit disorder does to people. (laughs) Um, Where was I? It's just... Death, death, lots of death. So genocide, the people being put onto reservations on their own land. Yeah, Mm -hmm. reservations on their own land uh, through, you know, pretty dubious treaties and all of those shenanigans. But again, more things you don't don't have time to get into. But essentially, one stipend was that in many places, you were now forced to send your children to residential schools. This started in Canada at least, in 1883 and went on until 1966. And when we say residential schools, we mean, like, schools not, uh, like, children from the reservation going to, like, schools that were run, like, by the Canadian or American government, right? Or, like, the churches. It was, hmm. So, 
the government wanted these schools to yeah. sort of solve this problem they had of a non-loyal, non-westernized civilization in their midst. So who do they go for the brainwashing of children but the Catholic Church? Who Classic. Then... There it is. Yep. Look, if anyone knows how to brainwash a child, it's the Catholic Church. They've had the most experience. Oh, yeah. Their resume <laughs> is long. Very long. And then <laughs> like, they taught others at how least to do that. years. Which, like, isn't it crazy that we, like, live an entire epoch of history, like, based on one dude who got nailed to a tree? <sighs> I was, oh, we will get lost in the weeds. We, will. we absolutely will. Because <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I've never read nor seen The Da Vinci Code, but I was going through the books that are on my Kindle because my sister and I share a Kindle account. So whatever either of us buys is on there. And I was like, I've never read or seen it, but the gist of it that I got was that the lady is like a deep, deep, deep descendant of Jesus. Like, there are all the things that were hidden and all the the Da Vinci Code was like, spoiler alert, Jesus did have some kids eventually. And now this is his like great times, however many grandkid. That's what the Da Vinci Code was, right? Yeah, and Tom Hanks was there. And Tom Hanks was there, yeah. right, Tom with Hanks the French lady there. who played Amelie and she was Jesus's granddaughter. Yeah, I never saw the movie, but I read the book. I saw a documentary about like, essentially... Because, like, everyone was starting to go to these, like, old European places and go, like, it's the Da Vinci Code. We can find Mary Magdalene's tomb if we really try. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And this documentary uh, sort of, like, tried to dig into, like, okay, why is this theory, like, uh, rising to prescience? And it turns out in the 1970s, there was this one dude who, like, basically... hmm, this deserves better looking into it, but he essentially made up this idea that uh, Jesus had like modern descendants and that he was one of them. And then the press were of like, course. wait, you're one of them? And he's just like, no. So, <laughs> what if I was? What if I was? History, man, it'll ruin your fiction. But, uh, but forget fiction we? because, yeah, history, but this the is real thing is uh, for some government-funded assimilation, these oh, native yes. children were sent like, to these Catholic schools. Yeah, and like 113 years of that, like, is bad enough. But then you put, like, an order of people who have a very bad track record with accountability and child abuse. I might say. <laughs> to, put it <laughs> to put, put it lightly. To put it lightly. To put it lightly in case there are some uh, hardcore Catholics in your crowd, but I doubt it. Uh, I don't. Are there? Are you here? Sometimes I'm like, if you, uh, sometimes when, when we address people that I'm like, if you really have these hardcore different views, because we Why talk about are our you views here? a lot. And you, you know sure. what though? But if you listen to our show and support our show, even though you don't agree with anything we have to say, you know what? Good, Good on you. Um, I do think, and maybe they'll jump in the comments. I do think we either have ex-Mormons or like current Church of Latter-day Saints listeners i would think ex-mormons yeah i don't, I don't think know. current mormons but i, I could know. be wrong i don't know but i mean i uh, also got, don't know if we uh, spooked off our uh, our mm-hmm. mlm seller i'm so, so we sorry mix- please tell us about these children <laughs> it's okay I, I it happens to me too where was i okay so about we put them into a school and they said you know who can handle this a priest the church <laughs> yeah exactly uh they figured that would go well because it was going so well everywhere else apparently right <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like the stated goal. It, I mean, it's it really is the difference there. It's the difference between like the Eastern and Western Front in World War II or something. One is just like a means to an ends, and the other is just like let's destroy these people to their entirety because they're a problem. Like that was Oof. the goal of these schools was to like stamp out like native language and culture on top of like the stamping out they were already doing. Like on physical people. Yeah. It was illegal to like practice many of our ceremonies at all. Like no powwow, no sacred sweat ceremonies that all had to be done in secret if it was happening at all. I mean, there are entire cultures that like their namesakes are alive today, but their culture is gone. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I'm Mi'kmaq and we 
you know, came up with the honor song and everyone's very happy about that. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know my origin myth. I don't know anything like that. And like these schools are a part of why. And they did that through physically abusing these children. And like when you already have like an intended goal of enacting abuse on children, like what do you think is going to happen? Because, like, 150,000 kids going through these schools, like, there's going to be some dead kids. And, like, right now, we think that it's 15,000. And it's estimated that it much be, might be much, much higher. Right. I was like, how many have been found? Right now, uh, off the top of my head, I want to say between four to 6,000 since people started looking like yeah. around the 1970s, which was, you know, around a very substantial Native rights movement. And these are mass unmarked graves, correct? Mass unmarked graves. And we've wow. only searched a few of the schools at the moment. Like there are still more out there and there are plenty in America. Mm-hmm. And like the, the frightening thing about this is like how much people really don't know about like what, you know, happened to Native Americans. Like the nicest, most understanding people you know, maybe don't know that not all Native Americans had the right to vote until like the 1960s for sure. Yeah, there's a lot that I I had no I I mean, honestly, until this started popping up in the news, I had no idea about it. None of that is taught. In school, uh-huh. like it taught at least, I mean, we all know that the Texas education system right. is fucked. To be so very I clear, we are Texas. both from oh. the South in the United yeah. States. And there are, I've heard people, I've seen people argue on Facebook about what was or wasn't taught in their school. And people were like, we definitely were taught this. We definitely weren't. And people had to be like, yeah, where did you go to school? And somebody was like, I went to New York, where I'm from New York State. And this other person's like, yeah, I'm from fucking Georgia. Yeah. And they did not teach that in oh, our yeah. schools. No, because, like, it's about setting a narrative. And, like, that's what these schools were part of. They were trying to, like, rewrite the narrative, even to the Native Americans. Honestly, everything we're talking about, and I'll use another trigger buzzword for any of the Southern conservatives who might, for whatever reason, find themselves on our show. All of this, what we're talking about, is critical race theory. We're not learning it in school because they're whitewashing it. Because they're changing the narrative, just like you said, to get rid of anything that doesn't fit their parameters and their cookie cutter box that makes them look bad. And yeah. I'll, I'll say this to anyone who has like questions about critical race theory and like how how valid it is to like teach this to children. Uh, like the fact that this could happen and you don't know about it, like a government can enact this program and then like even as it's happening, come to grips repeatedly that there's abuse going on and carry on with it. Like that should scare all of us. Like that's the reason there are kids in cages right now. Like that's the reason they just play three card shuffle with priests every time they find out one diddled 50 kids. Or like, <laughs> or like what's truly, happening at your, your what's happening old in Hanover County with all the teachers there, exactly. and how many times Michael Kelly was shuffled around? Yeah, like, I mean, shit. Like, kids in my own school were getting abused. Like, oof. Like, mm, just cycles and cycles of abuse and violence, and like, that's part of what's even worse about like these schools is like it wasn't. At the end of the day, it doesn't just fall on the teachers because then the kids started doing it. These traumatized kids, I'm going to say before anything else, started doing it to the other kids. Well, and that's like the thing about that. It's like that's the nature of a cult, right? Like Mm -hmm. once you instill that mentality, you don't have to keep hitting and beating or whatever, those people will start to do that to themselves. The people that you are victimizing, if you traumatize them enough and you brainwash them, they will re-victimize themselves. And it is a horrible, horrible system. I feel like you guys talk about something in a similar vein, like every other episode. And like, it's just so prolific that these things just 
happen and happen and keep happening. And yep. like, oh man, like my grandfather would never talk about this stuff. Like yeah. he, he told us one story where he was talking on the phone uh, with his mom and he was speaking, speaking Mi'kmaq and then a priest hung up the phone and took him into a classroom and beat him. And like, wow. we know for a fact that other things happened to him, but like, that's just one of the stories he told us. Yeah. Now, were these schools, were they like a boarding school where the kids lived there? Yes. Okay. All right. The kids were taken from their families and raised there, essentially. Oh, like my gosh. Yeah, they didn't go home. And some of them never did. No, yeah. some of them never left. And like, so many of them just starved, starved wow. right to death because they were animals to these people. Like, especially wow. these deeply religious people who felt that it was their duty to enact this upon them. I mean, I've heard stories of people like rummaging through the garbage or eating roadkill and like then waking up the next day to see that someone else had starved to death in the night. And, and these, when we say people, what we mean is children. These children. Babies. These children, what these children saw. Like children as young as three are <gasps> getting found in these graves. And oh my God. Yeah. Like their lives didn't mean anything because we have this structural institution of racism that was artificially fabricated by a bunch of people who wanted to turn the poor classes against each other and because yeah. we have this fucked up system you can look at a beautiful little baby and say that's not a human being well yeah because it's no longer in the womb because <laughs> how, how christian of you <laughs> it's on brand i'll say that uh <laughs> they would love but, that baby to death but once it breaches mm -mm, no more no, that baby's a moocher it. it needs to get a job it needs i mean like Pull how, your weight. how can we keep it around? And the um talking about systemic racism too, like this is such a this is a clear example of of the system literally being made to stamp out a race. Like even if we are not physically killing you, which many of you will die, we are culturally killing you. We are we are taking you away from your language, we are taking mm -hmm. you away from your family, we are taking you away from everything that you know of your culture and we're telling you like this is what you need to learn this is the culture that you need to be aspiring to be a part of mm -hmm. like that's literally systemic racism mm -hmm. it's the cult of western civilization Oof, boy is it ever is yeah. it ever i think that's mm -hmm. all that i have written down for my notes but i mean it's it never ended really uh, I mean, you can think to, like, how many protests are going on at one time to stop, like, this or that pipeline going through someone's land. And, like, you think about that and you're just like, hmm, this sure doesn't happen to white neighborhoods, does it? Nope, sure doesn't. And, Ooh. like, it's so strange because, like, we're supposed to have these treaties in place saying that, like, we have sovereignty that's Over literally what I was just lands. about to add. Yeah, like yeah, not just right? that, like through through the land that the government was like, okay, this is your land, and you as long as you stay on it, like we won't mess with you on your land. Exactly. But, but, this we, we, but also through. like except when we need to come through because we need something though for to help white people. Oh my god. Like it is insane how much land just gets like stolen. Just flat out stolen. Like my mm -hmm. tribe just got like I don't know, like 1,400 acres back or something because the French Canadians that lived around us kept, like, encroaching on our territory. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, like, we couldn't even take it back for a lot of them because it essentially had been grandfathered in. So, like, we just had From to let them... other white people. Yeah, we had to keep letting them live there and just accept, like, a financial compensation. Meanwhile, Ugh. there's like a mineral company sniffing around our land for fucking uranium. And it's just like, can you guys like chill for like five <laughs> seconds while we like maybe get our shit back together? Like, like it's nope. just, 
Mm, it's endless. It really is. Like, we didn't even have the right to fish our own lobster until, like, what year is it? 2021? Mm, two years ago? My God. I thought yeah. you were going to be, like, January? <laughs> I mean, what years right, though? Mm, three months ago. <laughs> but and people will then act like these tensions are all gone. But then the second that happened, uh, a bunch of white lobstermen started, like, setting our boats on fire. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So as much as I don't agree with arson, it makes me feel for the people who keep burning down Catholic churches. Because, I mean, it feels continuously more like my people are fed up. And I'm and I'm proud of them for that. I mean, not that yeah. we always haven't been. Like, there was an armed insurrection on my tribe's land that, like, never heard about. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the government came in with guns and started, like, beating the shit out of people. And, like, there had to be a standoff, like, sometime in the 80s. And just, like, no, yeah, what? Canada has never heard of this. Such things yeah, would never Canada. happen in Canada. Everybody, everybody, healthcare. Every, Canada's I was great. just going to say, I was like, everybody thinks Canada's oh. so chill because they have mm-hmm. health care. Well, guess what? It's full of racist too. white people, too. Oh, <laughs> They're just God. colder. They're just colder. They're better at hiding it. That's They're the just thing. colder. <laughs> like, so, oh, <laughs> oh you're good. I was lot. just going to ask back on the subject of the schools. What was it that finally got them closed? And then what was it that led to the discovery of these bodies? Well, ultimately, it was all of the abuse that kept happening. I mean, they finally decided to open their eyes to it. That, according to the reading I've done so far, that Mm -hmm. seems to be the thing. I mean, there was this one dude who was convicted for raping, like, 10 kids and got, like, four years in jail. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, eventually, that kind of thing tends to pile up. So, they closed the schools down because all of these children kept going missing. And when did that, when did a lot of them get closed? Around the 1970s is when it started happening. Is when they uh, started closing them. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning many of them were still still around after that. That's when they started to be like, maybe we should maybe look we should into stop this. doing this. Oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Hmm. Sorry, I was trying to see if I could find when they actually started closing these. But I can't at the moment. And that's fine. I could, yeah, I was like, I could be wrong. But I think that I read that, like, some of these schools were still going up into, like, the early 90s. Yeah. That was when they really started to, like, stamp them out. 1996 is the number I keep coming up with. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That was, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that means, like, there are are people our age who were going to school like that. Mm -hmm. Who started going to schools like that. So you said your grandfather went to one of those schools and obviously he made it out. How much do you think that that affected not only him, but then his kids and his grandkids in the culture, in your knowledge of your history? Um, Yeah. How much? of? Well, I touched on it earlier where I said I really don't have as much like connection to my people or their history as I would want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of that is because, like, Grandpa Sweeney was with Grandma Carol first, and then they got divorced. So, like, we didn't hear from him for, like, ever. And then, like, some shit happened with Grandma Carol. But uh, horse of a different color. Um, <laughs> Let's get into family, family drama. drama. <laughs> right. I was like, that's just family <laughs> drama. I, I could start my own podcast. Which goes beyond race. Don't family me. family <laughs> drama happens in, in every culture, y'all. If you got oh, family, yeah. y'all got drama. If you want to know what we all have in common? It's, goddamn. there's some trauma in our family. <laughs> oh, for sure. But I suppose, I suppose that his relationship with my grandma Carol was probably an abusive one uh, on her part, not his. I think he just found an abusive person because then that abuse carried on to my dad and Mm. Yeah, again, horse of a different color, but this like continuous breaking up of the family unit for like generations. Yes. 
probably didn't do wonders for anybody. Um, And I know that Grandpa Sweeney got more of a connection when he moved back onto uh, our tribe's land. And so did my dad when they finally, like, started making contact again. Uh, My dad was very uh, vehement that we should, like, get to experience our culture because like yeah. he in his own way got denied it too yeah mm-hmm. but it's it's yeah it's it's a lot of like i wish we had traditions or like tiny little things that i could like point at and say yep that's a Mi'kmaq thing that we do just like people yeah. collect little red horses if they're swedish or <laughs> uh i thought or, it was or, or if they talk you know with their hand like this if they're italian exactly mm-hmm. And the thing and, is, I know this is an audio podcast and you can't see me, but you, you know, know what exactly what mm-hmm. I just fucking did. Mm-hmm. Well, you racist. <laughs> oh, and white people like to take advantage of everyone. That's our culture. myself. It's okay. I'm mixed race. I hate myself too. Right? Oh gosh, I'm man. Full. There's, I was gonna say there's. I don't know if there's any white guilt, like a white passing mixed person's guilt. We're like, Bro. oh, I have so much of the struggle, and I can't even claim it because I get it. Yours is so much worse than mine because I don't look like that. But I promise, really like, is. I have people like that in my family. Like, I'm I'm only a quarter native. Um, I'm mostly white. But Same. Like, I am. I am a quarter Haitian. I'm a quarter black. So I'm yeah, three quarters like white. <laughs> feel that as like a huge part of your identity. Still. Yes. Yeah. Well, and as then, it should be. So I did because I was very curious. Uh, I did my own research because they don't talk about this in school about mm-hmm. you know being mixed and slavery and like what would my life have been like because there was the one drop rule where they're like if you one drop black you're black mm-hmm. um, you don't get to vote and the like you know the words that we do not use anymore but the words that were at the time right there were mulattoes which were people who were half black and then there are people like me who are called quadroons who are quarter black uh-huh. and quadroons were still slaves and they were almost exclusively sold for sex because they're black quote unquote so you can treat them however you want but you're allowed to be attracted to them because they look white so they were almost exclusively sold as sex slaves so that's what my life would have been like (laughs) back in those times so when white people are like but you're just white and it makes me like but I'm not (laughs) it's important so, oh. yeah, no, it's wild. It is. I mean, like, the blood quantum thing is, like, a thing for natives as well. Like, you only yeah. get to essentially participate in your culture. Uh, well, rather, it's you only get to, like, enjoy your tribal rights if you have, like, above a certain, per- a certain percentage of, mm-hmm. like, native in you. Yeah. So, like, I would qualify... And my children might qualify if I, your grandkids would not. Yeah. If I met a nice white lady, but, um, (laughs) there's not much of us out there. There aren't many of us out there. (laughs) Um, But uh... my grandchildren would not have like any right to our land. Like I can go up there and stake a claim and like, just have that plot of land. Like Mm -hmm. that's something I can go do. I can go hunt moose, like without a tag which like hmm, i don't know how i feel about that but like that's a thing i could do if i wanted to like Mm i have permission to fish on the river to go catch lobster but now as of january (laughs) now as of january uh wow it's really hot (laughs) but you know then like then eventually, if I don't just decide to only be interested in Native women and only have my children be interested in breeding with Native women, like, which that's a, it sounds it, it's a fucked up thing. It, it's a eugenicist law. Like, it was imposed in the time where it's just like, hmm, if we mix these people, we'll have a superior race. Like, that's from when these laws were made. 
and they're still on the books. And it's just like, why? What are we doing here? Like, really? Were what? were those laws of sort of, you know, you you can only pledge allegiance to your tribe if you're this percentage of Native? Was that something that was brought up or inactive, enacted by white people? Or is that pledge something enacted by... Uh, right like do they call it that anywhere else what (laughs) pledging allegiance (laughs) like do you pledge allegiance to the to the british flag if you're british or is pledging allegiance to the flag an american thing it feels very american American. yeah it feels super american yeah i don't exactly know where it came from but no one else (laughs) other than like totalitarian states right exactly that kind of thing because it's it's weird it's weird for a free society uh, to do that, right? Just did they like make it's you, weird for like... Did they try and make you do it at your school? The Pledge of Allegiance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did that yeah. and the Texas flag. You did the U.S. flag and the Texas That's flag. So, so they didn't start at my... They didn't start that really in New Hanover County though. until like um, high school is when they were like, mm. we're going to pledge allegiance to the flag. And little rebel me, I didn't do it. I well, feel like we stopped doing it in high school, but all mm. through elementary inter- intermediate middle school it was part of the morning you stood up you put your hand over your, your heart, heart. Mm-hmm. and you said it and there was no option to not stand up my i was gonna say my yeah, teachers made me stand like up kid. they made me stand up yeah. but i didn't pledge and i didn't put my hand over my heart but mm-hmm. they did make me stand up yeah mm-hmm. there was no option not to isn't that wild it's a they cult kind of, yeah they kind of stopped caring uh yeah the cult of western civilization we have to pray really? to the great white flag here. Um, One nation under God. Only our God, not your God. Only our God. If you are rich. And, and white. And a man. <laughs> For all. For all. <laughs> but you cannot For be all Irish. For all parentheses, the rich white men. In oh, yeah, you cannot be Irish. Be Irish. Well, I mean, in 2010, who look, knows? Listen. I mean, there was a and time. And Polacks, they can't vote neither. I gotta that's, tell that's, you. That's but, not, oh, man. If I'm Christian. anything... I'm Irish, and I'll tell you right now, they're not people. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just say, uh, this is so funny. My town is like the third most Irish uh, per person in the country, which is, I mean, it's not that impressive when you consider that it's like a ten thousand person town. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all Irish, and they all keep Irish. fucking each other. Make it more Irish, baby. <laughs> more, more, make it more Irish, because that's what the world needs. Oh yeah, it's, any it's, more Conor McGregor's out there <laughs> fighting Jake Pauls? Man, so we need more Patrick O'Flannerys around here. <laughs> we need um, Patty O'Hulahans. Who's cute and Irish? Uh, Colin Farrell, Henry Redmayne, or is he British? I, could be I think he's. British. I think he's British, and I think it's Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> I don't know. He was in um, Les Mis, right? <laughs> Listen, all these white people just look the same to me. We do. We really do. Some of them do, though. Just like no, we do. Stand back and look at the entrance to a club, and tell me, white people don't all look at the same. There was oh, a Jesus, yeah. I just no. remember and we all dressed the same. That meme going around that was like all the different white dudes from American Horror Story. And no one it was like, it was like, tell me that this isn't all the same dude. And it's like five dudes who are white, brown hair and blue eyes. <laughs> they are the same know. dude. Yeah, no, white people look, white Y'all. people look alike. We really I'm do. I'm sorry, it's just facts. No, we do. And we dress alike. Like it's, yeah, you the dress alike. Thing you dress alike by seeing cool things that other people, that other white do. people wear. <laughs> It's just like, how can I assimilate? I'll be beaten if I don't assimilate. <laughs> yes. Um, there was this one meme that I really liked that is showing all the white girls all dressed like Han Solo. Like, it's unintended. They're just in their brown <laughs> knee-high boots with their white shirt tucked <laughs> the into their skinny jeans and their vest. And there's, like, a gaggle of five of them. And you know they all put that outfit together thinking like this is my cute outfit for the fall today. I'm going to I'm going to get a pumpkin spice latte and go pick some pumpkins and bathe in cinnamon and then all of their girlfriends show up and they're like, "Oh my god, I love your vest. I love your vest." And they don't even realize that they just all look, like look the Solo. same and they all look like Hansel. <laughs> <laughs> and Listen, from the back, I could not have told you who was him. Somehow I mean, I'm into it. I feel like if I told one of them that they look like Han Solo, they would be like, "Who?" What? I don't know her. 
<laughs> I look like what? <laughs> Do you mean like Kylo Ren? <sighs> Good lord. Is that Kylo's no. dad? <laughs> Is that Kylo's dad? <laughs> hate it. I hate it. Thanks. <laughs> this show's over. I'm done on that note. <laughs> oh, man. Harrison Ford can still get it. He can. And he's a sassy old man now. He is with his pierced ears and his piercing Jimmy Fallon's ear. Honestly, there was my gay awakening right there. The Indiana Jones Oh, God. 30-year-old Harrison Ford. My God. We only had one Indiana Jones movie in my house. And it is... (laughs) Which one was it? It was not the one anybody ever expects. It was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, I was that's the one ask. I had. See, I was like, I've seen the other two, but like, I really, I've seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade like a million times. I think that's the one I've had. seen the least. The best one, it is so good. It's good. And the we have the VHS. I hope you have the same VHS that we did, where uh-huh. there's a commercial at the Brown beginning. Bu- I think it's for Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. Where, yes. <laughs> So it's this commercial where, like, the woman's like, I'm going to go to the fridge. And the Indiana Jones movies are playing. And everything that's happening in her house is, like, an Indiana Jones movie. And she, like, opens the fridge. And, like, the floor splits apart. And there's a bunch of snakes. And then you hear Indiana Jones, like, why did it have to be snakes? (laughs) And then a ball, a big rock comes rolling towards her. and it's a whole thing. And at the very end, like a silhouette of someone who you don't see their face but looks exactly like Indiana Jones like pulls her out and like flies her back to the living room and she's got her diet Pepsi and she's like <sighs> and like watching Indiana Jones and then the husband's like what took you so long so long <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 diet Pepsi why can't advertisements be like but, that I mean truly it was good and I'm pretty sure that was the only commercial on the whole VHS it was that no, and, yeah. then it, and then it went right into the movie they paid um, for that one commercial on that. They VHS. did, and that that movie, it, it, I'm like, I've it's seen good. the other ones. I swear, it, I, that it's one the really best. Holds up. It's really the best. <laughs> I grew up. We only had one of them in my house as well, but mine was, I feel like, the one everyone okay, had. Temple Doom or Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I and love that. Nobody one. wants anything to do with Temple of Doom. No, no you really don't. Wants. No one on yeah. that set wanted anything to do with Temple of Doom. <laughs> I just always remember the the part because me and my sister were like, oh, my God, that's our mom. Um, Because we, you know, as I mentioned, I'm a quarter Haitian. So we were some weirdly cultured children. Mm -hmm. Um, And that part in Temple of Doom where they like open the plate and it's the monkey's brains and the lady's like freaking out. And Indiana (laughs) is like, you're insulting them and you're embarrassing me. I love that. (laughs) It was great. Right? And I was like, yes, anthropologist. Right? He's like, he's oh. like, look, here's what's up. I'm an archaeologist. We're going to be cultured. These people, we are their guests. We are gonna they eat. are feeding us. We are going to eat it and be grateful. Shut your Shut white bitch mouth and eat those monkeys, right? She's like, do you have any chicken nuggets? Oh, my God. Right? She's like, do you have barbecue sauce? Ranch, please. Any ranch. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me hey, not that's my culture. can afford to have fields of just useless grass with useless animals that are cows. only made for me. You're telling me not everyone can afford to do that? What? How un-American. How yes, un-American. exactly. Yes. Exactly. I came into India expecting an American experience, and I have been robbed. I've been robbed. <laughs> what do you mean I have to eat the curry? <laughs> Curry. Curry yeah. isn't even what I learned from Chef's Table is that curry isn't even actually Indian. It's not. It's just what all the really? British people made the Indians cook. Yep. Yes. Yep. Really? Yes. yes. I learned that on an Anth- uh, one of Anthony Bourdain's uh one of his his travel shows because one of the um because oh I my God, watch, the way I love they're Chef's trying Table. to like resurrect his damn ghost. Oh my oh god. Oh lord. Did you see that? <laughs> that is another I, what I didn't see it but I read like Justin Timberlake did the Prince of the Super Bowl. Oh my god. Yes because that he apparently like stole his voice. Yes, dubbed over his voice. Made it a machine. Oh my god. Creepy. Yep. That's creepy. Yep. Yeah, but I learned that about curry from watching Chef's Table, um, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic show on Netflix. Yes. Um, but they were talking to someone who is an Indian chef, and he has a very famous restaurant, and he was saying that they do not serve curry. And that's the thing that they get asked about all the time. And he's like, we don't serve curry because that is not an Indian dish. 
that is what when British people invaded India and they mm-hmm. took over and enslaved Indian people, that's what they made Indian people cook and eat all the time. But it's actually not Indian. And that's what British people think of as Indian food. But it's not an Indian food. But British people made Indian people cook it and eat it all the time. <sighs> that's people, crazy. Right? And now people think of curry as like Indian. Indian. <laughs> Wild. I mean, I feel like this episode's gotten on tangents. The Native American food now. This whole oh, this whole yeah. episode though is just about the cult of Western civilization. Yeah, and how it's problematic it is. I mean, it's, the it's a have, great. Uh, I mean, it's the do. It's. I mean, it's the most successful cult. I would argue, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like if you're in the right families and happen to look the right way and suck enough dick, then you have a pretty <laughs> great life here. I'll, I will say that as long as you don't suck too much dick because then you know God has to punish you because um, then yeah then and don't a like it you don't get to like it if you no, like you it you have to then you're bad yes no but you do have to tickle your tonsils for uh, Pastor John though you have to make sure otherwise yeah I mean, because how do you that's get what God happen? would want you to do yeah or absolutely you can end up in an unmarked mass grave <sighs> all right yeah let's take it back to the kids so white people so these kids, I assume they are obviously still ongoing looking into more schools. What mm-hmm. what do we think is going to actually happen with this knowledge that everyone is learning? Like, what do we think actually feasibly might be a, dare I say, like someone suffering a consequence? But like, who do you even, what are you going to do, mean- sue the Catholic Church? Like. I mean, I think that's the avenue many people are going down. Yeah. Uh, where, like, yes, it was the government that, like, sanctioned these schools. And, like, those people need to be held accountable as well. But, like, institutionally, this was carried out by members of the Catholic Church who are already in a lot of trouble for some other <laughs> child abuses that they may or may not have, to have done, but more than that. If did. you, you know, if you hadn't yeah. heard. If you, <laughs> if hadn't you haven't heard. been around for the last 30 years. Yeah, uh, people might be mad at them for something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Catholics like to diddle kids. Apparently. They really do. Geez. I mean, there's uh, a whole play about it, too, called Doubt. I don't have any doubts. They're doing it. <laughs> Meryl Streep is wrong. I got no doubts. I mean, like, it's. Oh, that, gosh. I mean, that in particular happens like to my members of my mom's side of the family and like, woof, like you can't get away from it on either side. And it's just like, wow, church is going to get you. Church is going to get you. I just got triggered. (laughs) Right. I don't like that. Ooh. Church is going to get you. Okay. I just got out. <laughs> I don't want to go back. Ooh, don't wow. make me go back. Um, um, primarily, though, I one of the big things that's been going on as far as like people's response to this is protest, is uh, political action. Talking but about it. Making talking it, about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like if we Not don't talk about it, the then rug. these kinds of things get to keep happening. I mean, like, how many children just went missing from those cages? Like, how many children have gone missing? Yeah. Like, where are they going? Mm -hmm. Like, we know. And how many have died from starvation or exposure to the elements already? An illness. Yeah. I mean, like, even just sickness. Like, there are small children, like, dying in those cages. But, like, when we are encouraged to turn a blind eye or when it's underreported or underrepresented or when we switch to a Democrat in the white house. And so we all act like it's not happening anymore. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because that particular president isn't making a big deal of Mm -hmm. the, you know, prison camps that the government had been building for years anyway. But it's just crazy. We live in a crazy society and like, it's because we see this connection to the land and certain powers that be say, this is a thing that cannot continue because we have to make sure people stay on our ride. It's so expensive and we built it. We have to make sure people keep, keep going to this ride and not trying to get off it to go do some other thing. 
And we well, have yeah, to keep I mean, the capitalism machine going. Yeah, God forbid, you know, we all stop using Amazon and Jeff Bezos has to worry about where his next paycheck's going to come from. We can't let that happen or, as a society. even if we don't stop using Amazon, God forbid the man had to pay his fair share of taxes instead of going to space. Good God, God forbid. forbid. people that we, uh, you know, literally pay out of our own pockets to represent us in these government institutions don't, you know, represent us in these government institutions. Like God forbid Jeff Bezos, like the money that Jeff Bezos made off of 600,000 Americans dying, Mm -hmm. like should maybe go back to America. Like what is what's so wrong with like one time America being like, all right, we're going to take a trillion of your dollars because we need it right now. And you're an American citizen and we should be able to do that. Like, I think once you reach a certain tax bracket, you should maybe have less rights instead of more. Why can't it be like in all of those cop movies where a cop grabs someone out of their car and holds up their badge and says, I'm taking this vehicle. <laughs> I'm commandeering exactly. your wealth. Why can't we bust, <laughs> bust into Jeff Bezos's bank? I always remember that because I love card. that word so much. <laughs> I, oh, and be like, no, 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 no. It's okay. We're the American people. We need this right now. We need this. We need this. We no, need it's because you right got to keep the poor. America. You got to keep the poor right poor. We just got through a bad relationship. It was four years. We were never really like we're trying. Over. Like we're trying to move out and find our own place. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Honestly, awkward. we're still together. Like we're still we're not together anymore. But like we're still living together. What if we What if we posed it as a one time donation? But it's a oh, huge yeah. donation. Right. I was thinking about. I was like, uh, how do we? Yeah, how do you uh, donate how to if the we government? Just tell him that everyone will agree he has the biggest penis on the planet. Sure, absolutely. For yeah, for a se- for a specific lump sum, we will all agree that Jeffrey Bezos has the largest penis in the world. Biggest penis in the world. Rasputin's got nothing on Jeffrey Bezos. For dick. a low one-time fee, one-time only of fee, four trillion dollars. If you will. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We will. We will all agree if you just give us that, give us that money, and you know, make people not have to be homeless anymore. You piece of shit. But enjoy space. I guess. Why don't you just stay there? Here's the great <sighs> thing, though. Here's space is your final thing. frontier. Is that, like, no matter how much money they funnel into trying to get themselves up in space, they can't live in space. Nobody can they live sure in space. They sure can't. Like, it's scientific fact. You can't live in space. Nope. Because it's, it takes a lot to live. And people act as though, like, oh, we'll be able to just, like, take everything up there. But not no. at all. Like it, it's air. <laughs> They're like, air. can I bring? Does Just this electrical cord work in space, about. or do I need an adapter? You need an adapter. <laughs> like ah, can I'll I just plug this into the sun? Fresh, fresh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take a lovely space walk. You just open the door. Your bowels just ripped out of your body. You just get sucked in space. <laughs> You're like, I'm done. I'm ready. I'm gonna end it all. Like <gasps> if, even if you did live in space, you would have a horrible life. It is mind-bogglingly awful to live in space. Like the bathroom. It's quiet. The bathroom. Your poop doesn't. Your poop floats. You gotta like catch it so that and put they it somewhere. Put a you can throw cup it at people to your butthole, to your orifices, and oh. it vacuums as you go. Out. That's awful. I That's don't want to live kink. that life. That is someone's kink. That's someone's you know, kink. But I've thought that about masks through all of Corona. That that's someone's kink. <laughs> that masks are. I'm like these are. This is someone's kink. Somebody is turned on watching everybody walk around with all these masks on all yeah. the time. Oh yeah. And they're like, if only I had a mask to hide this raging boner. Oh, it's called my pants. <laughs> well, that's why he has like a second mask. He has a cup. But it's the mask you can't see. It's the mask you can't see. It's called a condom. <laughs> it's called a condom. I mean, you can Although see it. Although I guess it. that could just be underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody wears underwear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing underwear right now. It's hot. <laughs> I am wearing hot. underwear. But God damn it, see, it's hot. See, and I feel like the opposite. I feel like I have to wear underwear when it's hot because I don't want sweat just oozing out of me Dripping everywhere. <laughs> I, 
mm, I relate to that more than I should probably say. I mean, that's how I'm like, I'm more, I hate bras, but I'm more likely to wear bras in the heat because I'm like, oh, it's going to sweat under here. And, um, see, I'm the opposite. That's, you know, one little positive of not having no chesticles is, yeah, today's a no bra day because it's too fucking I hot. I can tell you, as somebody who's got big ones, there are a lot of benefits to having little ones. I'll say as Number one, a golfing, person, I can... Yeah, I'll say as a person with male genitals, it's like having just a really gross boob just knocking around under there. And it's not great when it's hot. Sticking to your thigh. Sticking to my thigh. Just in the I can't worst I bet. It's I, not yeah, even I'm like, like I would. If I was a dude, it's I would like have one the of those, sweatiest like, balls. I would have <sighs> the sweatiest balls. There, I keep seeing mm. underwear. I don't even have mm. balls, and I keep thinking mm. how great this underwear is. They make underwear now that your balls go into their own little net. Yeah, um, and yeah, they and there was a company the that invented them and didn't patent it because now Hanes started making them. But they yeah. have a nice little net in the front that you specifically tuck your balls into. It's your ball sack. so that it supports your balls and keeps your balls from having to stick to you. And I'm like, man, I don't even have balls, and that sounds awesome. Oh, that sounds God. really helpful. I gotta get me that upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's like, I'm going on Amazon right now. No, Jesus, <laughs> shit. Uh, Mr. Bezos. I'll have those I, uh, overnighted for free. I have time. In, don't be here in two hours. I know hours. we said all this stuff about you, Overlord, but may I please have some underwear? <laughs> may I please have underwear with the with, with the ball sack? The ball sack net. Please so keep letting me read your books. Me. What a wild ride this has been. Um, right? Racism is bad, okay? Racism, racism is bad. Is bad. Mm-hmm. Structural racism is real. Jeffrey Bezos yeah. needs to pay his fair share to society. I mean, and it's truly. not just having our underwear show up at 5 p.m. the same day we ordered it. I mean, tr- which on, is man. great. But, you know. Right. <laughs> but it's not going to help starving children. OK, it's only helping my balls. No, right. we have and my balls. The rich. That will get help enough starving help. children. The uh, tax the rich. Honestly, eat the rich. Let's but eat them. Let's eat them. I read. Them? Can that be part of the eating them thing? I well, don't. Yeah, how else are we going to cook them? I don't know I'm if not this gonna is true because I read it on the internet and we know that everything on the internet is meh. True. But what? I read true. on the <laughs> internet that the wealth disparity in the U.S. currently between like the wealthiest and the poorest people is larger than the wealth disparity during the French Revolution. So I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> I and mean, yet, all, if y'all want to crank up them guillotines. <laughs> like, that's the crazy thing, is there's literally never been so much, like, wealth capital on the planet. And, like, only And, like, five out. people own it. <laughs> exactly. <Yep. laughs> it's just like, And it, hmm, it blows my mind how steadfast these conservatives will stand by not... <sighs> taxing them right you and i don't know crazy, why though? it's like they think that they're gonna suddenly make it one day right. and so they don't want to be yeah. taxed and i'm like honey mm-hmm. no you're gonna be making 40 like, why grand are if you you're on lucky. their side are you kidding yeah. <laughs> do you like We're, you're not on that level friend no they'll see that and they'll like understand and like agree with them having tax havens like out in the bahamas or where whatever mm-hmm. our poor billionaires we need to protect their wealth like if i made that money one day it might be in danger. And like, that's well, like the sickest. Guess thing we're not going to make that money. Yeah. Guess what, Toby? That's never going to happen. Never. You're lucky never. if you could maybe Dude, one you day make hit 30 three grand. Figures. So why don't you like, why don't you calm down taking out for the rich people? Oh my God. I Good think if I ever ma- started making $75,000 a year, I might shit myself. Oh, same. Same. <laughs> Absolutely. What do I do with that much money? I don't know. I exist comfortably. Donate. I, I don't. Like yeah, my, my friend, uh, my best friend was just talking about her salary to me. And I was just like, oh, God, like I could I could be a sugar boy for some rich guy at that point. I mean, like, what do I do even? There's no way to make that much money other it's than stupid. selling my soul to a corporation. But then, like, that's iffy. I um I used to do recruiting for software salesmen. And you want to talk about people who are paid way too much fucking money it's oh. software salesmen. These people are are making well up into $800,000 a year. And then with commission, they're looking at a million. And you know what these men do? Nothing. Not they don't do anything. 
They work on these sales, but they don't do the work. They can't even read an email all the way through. I was going to say, there are two salespeople I've been trying to get a hold of for my, like, where I work at my job. They don't answer. I deal with printers, right. And I'm trying Mm -hmm. to deal with these people because I want to do more business. I want to talk about the printers we have and maybe getting more contracts. These people never fucking call me back or answer my emails. They sure don't. And I'm like, I know you get paid half a million dollars a year. Can you, what are you doing to get that? Aren't you trying to get, and your commission bonus, isn't that off of me getting more printers from you? What are you doing, bro? They're on vacation. Call me back, Joe. What's up? They're on vacation with their money. All the time. They're constantly on vacation with their money. God, it's like them and your weed dealer. They never (laughs) show up when you need them. They're always on vacation. Always. You're like, come on. Seriously. Uh, Can we just move? Not, mm, Mm. <laughs> no, but we uh, we've talked a lot about white men on their bullshit. Um, do you have any closing notes for the people, Jacob? Do you want to tell them where to find you, or do you not want them to find you? Um, he's gonna be up in Canada hunting moose and fishing for lobster. Man, That's where they can find yeah. him. Not While he can, before no. they make it illegal again. I don't have anything to uh, put out into the public nexus at the moment other than um well i hope if you take anything away from this it is that we all are a part of a very complicated interconnected human story and a lot of that story is purposefully hidden from you for the benefit of the rich and the powerful and amen yeah please do just support Native activists and I don't know, trying, trying to educate yourself. Yeah, I love that. I think that's, I feel like that's something that we definitely try to do on this show is advocate, support, and then try to do what we can to educate not only ourselves, but then whoever's listening, whoever's willing to listen to us, <laughs> whoever, whoever, whoever is willing yeah. to make it this far. Um, we hope that you were able to learn something and help it help you be a better person. Absolutely. Um, I want to encourage everyone to read and do research and get comfortable getting uncomfortable. Oh, tell me about <laughs> I was talking to Mary Angela about this will be my last point. But I was talking to Mary Angela about this before we even got started of just how. All, I feel like all of this that we don't learn and we don't talk about is because it makes people uncomfortable. Namely, it makes white people uncomfortable. uncomfortable. And I'm like, yep. And that's been hard for me personally to try to want to tackle some of these subjects. And even now to this day, I still feel like there's certain things that I should try to talk about mm-hmm. uh, in regards to race and beliefs. But having that conversation is so is uncomfortable, so uncomfortable it's and so it's so hard. hard and it's so scary and it's hard for them. It's hard when you agree, you know, yeah. it's yeah. hard when you fundamentally like agree on the basics. Like my mom and I even like, we're not like that far apart in our views on many things, especially as far as race. But like, there's a generational gap there where they had a different form of brainwashing mm-hmm. than we did. Yep. Absolutely. The juices of George Washington never told a lie. Only started Ooh, going away. Except that time only, that he cut down the cherry yeah, tree. Only started going away in like the 1970s. Like people thought that was real. Speaking of, here's my last point. Because you brought up George we Washington. We all have several last points. How, I know, how so many of us were raised being told that George Washington's teeth were made of wood? Oh, 100%. When in reality, George Washington's dentures were made of slave teeth. Well, mm-hmm. in reality, all of George Washington was made of wood. I don't think you guys realize this, but he was an animatronic. He was actually entirely made of wood, except for his slave teeth. Which was just... Those were slave teeth. But the rest of George Washington was made of the wood from the cherry tree that he cut down. When he was he a was, kid, he was a dryad in disguise. We know this because the Fae can't lie either. They he was human passing. Him. Let's exactly. talk about that a for a minute. He was when it talks about race passing. He passed for the human race, and he was lucky because he thus, picked a white one. But he was the nation of America was born. 
Thank you so much for being on our show, Jacob. Yes. Thank you, thank so, you guys for so, so much. Me. Oh my God. I'm sure it's I, a head trip. Oh my God. And I want to thank everybody so much for listening to us. If you yes. want to support our show and our efforts, of course, there are so many ways to do that. You can subscribe to our Patreon for $1, $5, $10, or $15 all with fun, incredible rewards. You can buy merch from our website, deadtimestories, with a Z, all one word, dot com. But, of course, there are all sorts of other ways that you can help support the show that don't cost you any money whatsoever, Mm -hmm. including emailing us at deadtimestories Mm -hmm. at gmail.com and by leaving us a five-star review on whichever app you use to listen to podcasts, whether that be Apple or Spotify or SoundCloud or Google Play, any of the various places that we show up because we're all over the place. Give us five stars. Yes, please. And we'll keep bringing all of this content to your ears. Absolutely. Talking about racism and white men on their bullshit. And then sometimes we talk about ghosts and true crime. <laughs> you remember when we started as a, as a, as a Philadelphia ghost story podcast? <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't I either. I'm that. Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sarah. And I'm Jacob. And, and this has been Dead Time Stories. Thank you for listening. Whew. All right. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heavens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 